Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to this iteration of Faster Than a Stand-Up. I'm Brent Lamont. Today, we're going down memory lane one more time. The conversation this time comes from season two. We're talking about uh, two myths, and it was part of our Agile Myth series, which uh, this one was uh, episodes 37 and 38. And we cover the countervailing arguments that either Agile has no deadlines or that Agile takes too much time. Uh, joining me is Patrick and Sonny, and it was a great chat. I really appreciated this conversation. And uh, as always, thanks for listening. And uh, here we go. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to this iteration of Faster Than a Stand-Up. I'm Brent Lamont. I'm Patrick Dodd. And joining us is a mate of the pod from our good old, good old SAP Maidenhead office. Sonny, how are you? Good, good. How are you guys? Ah, doing great. So today we're talking about the next myth in our series on Agile Myths, and it's that Agile takes too much time. So, Mr. Sangha, tell me, does Agile take too much time? Depends on what context you look at it when we're talking about taking too much time. Are we talking about from Scrum, Scrum Events perspective, or are we talking about actually delivering to an end customer? I believe the answer is yes. To both? Yeah. Yeah. So if I look at it from a delivery perspective, the question I would have there is in some organizations out there is, is agile holding you back or is it at an organizational, the delivery holding you back, right? Which then suddenly becomes out of control from an agile perspective. So that's something that an organization would need to look at. Um, in terms of what's actually taking the time because you can execute at an agile level and an agile team level fairly quickly but if you have organizational blockers that's stopping you actually delivering from a customer that's something that then starts to become difficult from an agile way to manage um, and i think often i've heard around from scrum events perspective is um, some scrum events take a lot of time but i think some of the stuff you need to do up front is to enable you to speed up after, right? And a typical example right. is where a team doesn't have a backlog ready or organized in such a way that it can actually start to look at a prioritized backlog and understand what's coming up in a couple of sprints ahead. That team would need to then go through probably a number of multiple um, refinement sessions up front, which then suddenly starts to get into the box of, we're always sitting in refinement sessions and this is taking too much time up. Right. But that's all about getting yourself organized then in order to speed up, then suddenly the refinement sessions drop and you start to become a little bit more efficient. Well, I think we've all, all heard the, you have to slow down to speed up. Yep. Right. And yep. to that, to that point, um, I completely agree with, the you might spend a lot of time doing what we like to call the fifth event which is refinement yeah. and to your point again if you don't have your backlog organized and you don't have it refined and you don't have it well defined you're going to spend some time doing discovery and discovery is is there no matter if you're doing agile or if you're doing waterfall or if you're doing something else yeah right 
Well, and from my Patrick. perspective, I think that, um, I mean, Agile is a series of feedback loops. You've got uh, daily feedback loops in terms of the daily standup, and you have sprintly feedback loops in term, in, uh, in reference to the uh, sprint review and the retrospectives. Um, I think that with, with these feedback loops, if you skip those, then you're really doing a ton of rework which is gonna take way more time than 15 minutes a day. Um, I've worked in some organizations that are full traditional project management and you deliver the project and then the customer gives you feedback. And uh, what usually comes out of that is, oh crap, we need two to four more weeks to fix all the security stuff. We need a yeah, bunch yeah. of time to put in the feature that the customer actually wanted but didn't get. And um, with with Agile, and I, I'm sorry, with Scrum, um, what you're doing is each day the team is planning. They're planning for their day. And so you can catch things very early on. And then with the sprint reviews, if you're doing them, um, then you're catching things that the customer or the stakeholders, such as security, might pick up on and say, well, wait, we didn't want that. Or, right. you know, this is not this is not what we'd envisioned. Or you have um, some flaws in your security architecture um, and it's ultimately going to save a whole bunch of time it's yep. i mean i get it, that it's a meeting you, you don't want to get up and dial into the conference phone or go into the conference room but ultimately it's gonna save you a boatload of rework well i for me it goes back to the being agile versus doing agile right people spend a lot of time focusing on the doing on the doing agile you know, I'm in stand-ups, I'm in sprint reviews, I'm in, and if you map out, here's your entire week. Okay, great. We've taken out 15 minutes of your time, maybe 30 minutes if you'd like to have a, a parking lot. So it's 30 minutes of every day. Great. Plus maybe two hours for sprint planning, maybe plus an hour for a sprint review, plus an hour for a retrospective. That's hardly any time if you actually are doing it right so well, that you spend a lot of time actually working right exactly and and what i came what i come back to what i was saying in the last podcast is uh taking it back to the manifesto like does it really take too long to have an individual uh, to have an uh, <clears throat> interaction with an individual versus follow right. a process and tool because i can tell you from practical experience that i've actually seen it is way quicker to go up to someone's desk and have a conversation than it is to file a ticket to get someone's attention to have that ticket redirected somewhere else to schedule a meeting to then you know get approval for the meeting and it's just i, I mean that's really agile is all about going faster Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I sometimes feel people who stay agile takes too much time lack basic discipline to execute agile. Tell me more. So where I'm going with that one is um, if you're saying a stand-up takes too long, then you're not disciplined enough to come ready for a stand-up to help the team collaborate on that stand-up mm. and execute what you need to do and then get on with your day. I think there's a lot of discipline required um, within that. If we're going to go down to a scrum level, is a lot of discipline required within those events to make it efficient as possible and collaboration within a team to make it efficient so it doesn't feel like you're just sitting in meetings all the time. 
they should be also being embraced as actually collaboration sessions with the product owner, for example, refinement, retrospectives as a whole team. So I think we as coaches and working with agile teams need to do probably more of a job as well sometimes in terms of helping them embrace what these scrum events are all about so they don't actually feel like, oh, I've got to go to a retro or there's a sprint planning now for a couple of hours, which then is kind of like, let's embrace it. Let's get discipline. Let's get this stuff done. And uh, so it, I think it's a, it comes down to what we've been speaking about for the last quarter over between the coaches world is the mindset stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, that's to- funny. It's funny that you mentioned that because I was just thinking of something that you brilliantly led me to, which was um, as coaches, one of the things that we do is we look to find the the, bo- the, the lower layer in the conversation, like what's under the surface. And yeah. that's, that's a perfect example of when somebody says, I don't have time in my day. And like, let's assume they're working longer hours, like nine or 10 hours or whatever. I don't have 15 minutes. That sets off a red flag for me is what is the real problem? Right. Because yeah. it's, it's probably not getting up for a 15-minute conversation. Yeah. Yeah. There would, there would be another underlying reason for that. Well, I think, I think people get hung up on the events. And unfortunately, some teams have extra events. So yeah. they have, you know, they have the, what we like to call the fifth event refinement. And they, they do a lot of refining. And then they have meetings to talk about meetings to talk about meetings. And it's like, that's, that's on your structure. Agile says you, you don't have to have those things. Agile only says you have four, mm-hmm. right? If you choose to have 18, that's on you, not on agile. All right. So does anyone co- want to cover anything else? Yeah, absolutely. I, th- I think that there's a, uh, uh, a fallacy regarding um, agile takes too long because uh, sometimes, like Brent said, uh, you have to slow down to speed up, um, but also you have to slow down to um, deliver value quicker. And what right. I mean by that is that you have, uh, I, I think the fundamental question of when people make these statements is what are you, what do you care about? Do you care about delivering lots of stuff really quickly or do you care about delivering the right thing that's going to help the customer the most, whoever that customer may be? Yeah. And that might lead on to another point, which is maybe teams that start to find agile repetitive in a way, which is like sprint after sprint after sprint, Mm -hmm. maybe lose focus of what they're actually delivering to the teams, which then they may start to think is, this is taking too much time, for example, right? We're always in this. So I think bringing it back to the focus of what we need to deliver to the, to the customer um, is center of all. Well, and it goes back to the making sure that you do all the things for all the things. So you make sure that you say, here's what our sprint goal is, and this is what we're trying to achieve as a team. And yeah. folk come back to focusing on the fundamentals. When you do the fundamentals, then it's easy. Yeah. Right. And, Sorry, go ahead. Oh yeah, and I was just going to say it's 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 wonderful to have metrics to make yourself more efficient. But if all you care about is metrics, then you get conversations like, "Well, we did twenty stories this sprint, right? So right. what? What, right. what? What did you? What? What was the product you delivered? Right? <laughs> does, does where's Where's the value? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Where's the value? Fair enough. 
Today we're talking about the next myth in our series of Agile myths, and this one is that Agile has no deadlines. Patrick, tell me, does Agile have deadlines? Agile has deadlines all over the place. So it's um, regardless if we're talking about if there's a a, uh, a, a regulatory body that's requesting a deadline, like let's say PCI compliance, or whether you know the, there's a deadline um, put in place by uh, a product that's going to market. If you're just looking at the events themselves, if you're looking at like let's say Scrum and Kanban, there are deadlines everywhere. In in Scrum, you have uh, deadlines that are at the end of every sprint. At the ever at, at the end of every sprint commitment there is a deadline to, com uh, to complete the work that you committed to during that sprint and deliver a product increment. In Kanban, there are deadlines um, every time a ticket is reached its SLA. So if a ticket is beyond SLA, guess what? It's failed the deadline. So if you take just the frameworks by themselves, there are deadlines everywhere. And now you introduce things like PCI compliance, SOX compliance, those are industry deadlines where you have to make those. Otherwise, your company could get fined a whole lot of money. Right. And, um, or you have uh, market window deadlines. Like let's say there's a, there's a specific opportunity for a feature, but it has to be released within a given, you know, a given, uh, a given window in order to maximize the market window. Um, a deadline can be set around that as well. Uh, the difference and where uh, where I think this myth gets a lot of um, publicity around is the idea of sustainable pace because people translate um, agile works for a sustainable pace for the employees to there are no deadlines. And that's absolutely right. not true. If right. you have that feature that's going to the market um, and it's got to be released by a certain time, um, you can implement that as a sustainable pace, you just make those trade-offs and just say, based right. on the team's average velocity, what can you do? What can right. you get done? Maybe there's a feature that doesn't come with the original feature set, or maybe the UI doesn't look as pretty as it would, but um, you, you, make that, you make that deadline and you can do that at a sustainable pace. Perfect. Yeah, yeah. So, and then I'd add on, add on to that is, I rather plan more frequently than planning up front and introducing a ton of waste towards the end of a piece of work. So right. I think the reason why Agile and the principles it stands for in terms of doing the different levels of planning um, across the different times that we do it is to actually reflect back and look at, okay, where are we right now? With what we've delivered to the customer, what have we got to go yet? And that then introduces a bit more accurate planning into the phase and into, into that time, specific time set. So I think that's where a lot of people have misconceptions around it as well, is that um, Agile don't do planning, but like, like Patrick says, there is tons of planning, but it's probably done in a scale that it isn't a full bang planning scale which takes a couple of days with some, some other methodologies out there. Um, again, the purpose to me is that it's reducing waste as we go along by planning well, at those different times. Yeah, and when you start with Agile has no deadlines. Okay, so if your time is fixed because you have two-week sprints if you're doing Scrum or you have SLAs to achieve because you're on Kanban. So 
time is fixed. Resources are fixed because you're not changing your team at all. The only thing that changes is scope. Yeah. I mean, it's like you have deadlines. You just have to deliver what you have to change what you're going to deliver. And so many teams tend to do the, oh, you know, we'll get it to you in the next sprint or we'll get it to you in the sprint after that, or we'll get it to you in the sprint after that. That's a very different conversation than saying you have no deadlines. Mm-hmm. This is this is about then you start talking to the team about how they're not executing. What's holding you back from delivering what you said you were going to get done? Because I always try to talk to a team about how it's a it's a verbal contract between the product owner and the team as to what you say you're going to get done in a given sprint. And if you're not meeting your contract, then that's a problem. And we need to talk about why you're not executing on that delivery. Yeah. And, and deadlines, I mean, they, they may be firm deadlines in the case of compliance, but Completely. Um, if it, it really, it goes back to the manifesto again, individuals and interactions, you know, if there's uh, like a market window deadline, that's a conversation. Like, let's say a, a team says, well, well, based on our average velocity, um, we'd be working nights and weekends and per our team working agreements, we're not working nights and weekends. Um, so then what gives and the product right. owner might decide this is a firm deadline but i have to cut, cut scope in order to make this work and that's right. fine or they might say you know it's not quite as firm but we really need the full feature set to make this thing work and so you push it out but where you get uh, the definition of insanity is people saying well we need the full feature set like way sooner um, but then we're going to add a whole bunch of people in order to make this so much more complex than right. it just ends up as a, as a, a flaming dumpster fire. Well, it goes back to the, uh, the pattern and the anti-pattern are both, are both bad, mm-hmm. right? It's like we have no deadlines or we have this rock solid deadline. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah. so, you know, which one do you want? Which, which poison are you going to drink? Is it that you have no deadline or that you have the super hard deadline? If you have a super hard deadline, congratulations, we're changing your scope. If you have a super squishy deadline, okay, we, we can still, you know, shift the scope, but, you know, you got to give, you got to give teams something to reach for. You got to give yeah. them a goal. Yeah, great. And, and most great. product owners that I've worked with, um, if they're, if they're decent product owners, they, by and large, unless it's like a hard and fast industry regulation, they don't care when the date is. They just want to be told what the date is. Exactly. So versus saying, um, you know, oh, well, we might, you know, we, we might do it in three sprints or we might do it in seven sprints, but we're agile. So that's okay. Right. No, that, that, that doesn't work. Um, like there's no, um, most product owners just want to say, hear the team say, based on what we've looked at, so far, we estimate that it's going to be in this window. Right. Can you work with that? And then, and then it's a conversation. Like um, very few product owners I've seen have said, um, well, I have seen a few, but very few product owners I've seen that are good have said, okay, we're just going to do it in September. Yeah. <laughs> so. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, I think, yeah, exactly that. I think teams should, if a product owner can't give you a, a range they should ask mm-hmm. yeah right? absolutely yeah right. they should ask when when do you when do you want to get this when do you want to launch this or when do you want to get the next iteration out to your customer 
um, because that helps to get the teams and it's all about the like why are we here the purpose so they understand what the common goal is for the actual team itself to go and then perform what they need to do so again deadlines is again probably around that whole conversation around if you don't actually have a deadline you don't have a goal you don't have a vision then to go and deliver something to your customer so yep. teams should be and i've done it before where i've encouraged teams to go the po doesn't know where when it's coming go and find that out from right. your stakeholders well, and that's, that leads me to the, the stakeholders are determining what the deadline is, right? So sometimes you have your stakeholders who are saying, you know, this is a hard date and this is a hard date because I made promises. Yeah. Right. It's like, okay, well you made promises, but you didn't consult the team as to how long it was going to take. Yeah. It's so a broken contract completely. Right. Yeah. And, and so, you know, we're going to change the scope accordingly. If you need it by a certain date, we're going to give you this much scope. We can, yeah. we can promise you this much scope yeah. and stakeholders don't like to hear that. What they like to hear is I want a hundred percent. It's like, uh, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's kinda, a two way. Yeah, Sorry, Patrick. Kinda, oh, no worries. Kind of going back to your point, Brent, as far as, um, each myth has a counter myth associated with it, I think. And, and we ran, we ran into this in the last podcast too, where it seems like a lot of these myths were originally set up for two reasons. One, either because, uh, pe people just don't want to do whatever it is. And so they invent right. a myth to get around it or two, something happened in the past, um, that acted as a trauma to the team. And so yep. it's self-defense. Yep. And this, this myth, I, I really believe, is self-defense against uh, the, the death marches and the people coming up with these projects of saying, well, we need all the scope and the deadline is fixed. And you're either not getting any more resources or we're going to pile a bunch of resources that then you have to train, which will then slow you down. Right. And so it's, it's – and nobody has a good time. At the end of those projects, you know, if there's – any satisfaction whatsoever it's usually dwarfed by all the overtime people are working and um and and the lack of you know the lack of morale as far as like seeing a product released like you know it's it's usually a big bang release so they don't get the right. satisfaction of seeing the increments and so right. then it's i mean who blames them for coming up with the myth of there's no deadlines that's right well that's a perfect place for us to end so until the next iteration i'm brent i'm patrick I'm Sonny. Until the next iteration, you can give us a five-star rating at your podcast provider. Reach out to us on mail at info at fasterthanastandup.com, or you can find us on Twitter at FasterStandup. Thanks for listening, and that was not Faster Than a Standup. The opinions on this podcast are solely those of the participants and not of their employers.